Welcome to a wonderful evening at the Hellfire Gala. Oh, snap. It's party time, y'all. It's party time indeed with your host, Emma Frost. Ooh, ah. Ooh, ooh ah. ah. What does this mean? The Hellfire Gala? We're about to find out. Welcome to the Ex-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. It's gala time, y'all. It's gala time. We've we've done a time jump, in case you haven't put that together. Uh, <laughs> Alicia has spent the last week binging, like hardcore binging, reading comics. I I couldn't I couldn't be more proud. I'm not gonna lie that my brain is partially mush. Mush, overwhelmed. All stories blend together. She read more than sixty issues in the last couple of days. Yeah. Which I'm not a hundred percent caught up on everything that happened. Right. So we read our last episode was the Dawn of X volumes one through six. So and the I... first thirty six issues of the Dawn of X, and then you read sixty issues after that, right up until the start of Ten of Swords. Because I was looking at the look on your face, and I was <laughs> like, if I put you through Ten of Swords right now, you're not gonna have a great time. Well, you know. I also needed to read the issues for today's episode, so... That's true. There was never going to be... I wasn't going to be able to do it. I wanted to be able to do it if I didn't have other things in my life, other responsibilities in my life. Get out of here, other responsibilities. I would have been able to do it. My mom, when I said I had to read like over 100 comics the other day, like I was like, it was Wednesday night. And she knew I wasn't going to be home until super late. And I said, I have to read, I think, like, you know, just over 100 comics or whatever. And she's like, you're not going to be able to do that. And that really made me want to do it. Like, really made me be like, I can do it. But it just wasn't, it wasn't in the I'm, cards for me. I'm going to be honest. It was a, it was a very large task ahead of you. <laughs> it was probably an unaccomplishable goal. And but I knew you that night. You I, know how I am with my goals. I know. Once I set them. I, so I'm a little disappointed it. that I, I didn't do it. I said it. That I, I mean, I, I didn't say it as, as bluntly as your mom. <laughs> but I was like, you're um, not going to be able to do that. It was more like, hey, what if you just read till this point and then we just go from it from there? The good thing is that I've now read the first three issues of the Hellfire Gala and I have until next Wednesday to read what, like 50? It's probably another forty. It's probably another sixty issues. <laughs> Five hundred. It's a lot. There's been a lot of X Men. No, it's gonna be good. But I'm just saying, I have, I have more time. You have more time. And I have a weekend, though my weekend is filled. I'll find the time. We'll get there. Yeah. So this is technically your first like event, and in you know that they've been described as not really like an event event like a comics event, but more an event happening in comics, which is an odd new distinction that's yeah. never really happened before. It is, and it's cool because there there are parts of it that are happening in real life for right. us. Right, Like, So you, you just posted today your cosplay. Yeah, my collab with Michelle Waffle. So you were... I was Captain Kate Pride, the Red Queen. In her gala look. In her gala look. And Michelle was the White Queen herself, Ms. Emma Frost. In her third In her third gala outfit. look, yes. And edited together with yes. effects and Edited amazingly by Black Captain Kirk. 
He even gave me a dragon, which I didn't even have to ask for. Just the Lockheed just appeared. Yeah, that was really exciting and was shared in Russell Donovan's story. So that was was dope. And he commented on it. So that made me really excited. Yep. And there's something else that's going to be happening that we won't tell you quite what it is just yet, but stay tuned. Stay tuned, and I don't know. Maybe Watch keep the social. Checking your Marvel feeds. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, so it's cool. It's cool because it's happening in the comics and it's happening in real life, and it's the first time I'm experiencing something like real this. time. And my brain is overloaded with X Men. It's so good, isn't it? It's so. I mean, I'm all right. So I maybe, (laughs) maybe pushed. Hey, you wanted this. You wanted to. to I did. I did. I'm not complaining. I just literally like, I the other night when I was in the middle of reading, Justin brought something up, and he was like, "Yeah, when this happened, and you know the whole issue with Gene and Emma inside Storm's mind," and I was like, "Oh yeah." Like, I've literally read so much. It's all in there. Mm-hmm. But I need a little pull or Breather. reference. <laughs> Those little, like, summary paragraphs at the beginning of the issues. At first, I was like, these are annoying. I don't need this because I'm reading them back to back to back to back. And then when my tank was, like, reaching maximum capacity, I was like, yeah, I need this. These are vital. I need this bad. Yeah. So let's talk about the gala. Yeah, let's talk about the gala. So we got three issues today. Starting with Marauders number 21. Marauders 21. By Jerry Dugan. Art by Matteo Lolly. Color artist Edgar Delgado. Letter VCs Corey Petit. Designed by Tom Muller. And our editorial team. Also the cover artist on this was Russell Donovan. Pop pop. With Matthew Wilson. Classic Emma with her drank in her hand. It's like this cheersing and inviting look, but also mysterious and deceptive. Yeah. She like she's up to something, clearly. She's we don't Emma know Frost, what. baby. She's always up to something. Let's dive in. A page turn noise. Kicking it off with an invitation. Yeah, so this invitation, I feel like so I've seen this before. I don't know if you've seen this before. Mm-hmm. This kind of gives us the outline of the event, which I feel like this whole issue really kind of gave us like an entryway in. This was our our outline. This was our level set. This is just like a little little timestamps, little teasers of things to come as we continue on through this 12 issue arc. Something I thought was interesting. Mitchness is how you pronounce this, I believe. I looked that up. Okay. That's, this I is a, believe you. I'm terrible. This at is a real island. Really? Yeah. In the Faroe Islands. Uh, it, it is a real island, has a large population of puffins, which you, which can, you see. can see. Oh, yeah. Uh, the puffins are real. Even that lighthouse. I found pictures of that lighthouse off in the distance. That's cool. Yeah. Right. So this is this is happening in real life. This is happening in real life. In the same way that, you know, obviously Wakanda is not real, but New York. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> sorry. Sorry to break I'm you. I'm sorry, what did you say? Yeah. I'm sorry, Wakanda is real. Okay, just... Sokovia? Madripoor? All real. All real. All right. We'll, we'll so table that. You, so New York is obviously real. So that's something genuinely unique to the Marvel Universe versus DC mm-hmm. is that a lot of the activities take place in real places. So when the X-Men moved to the Outback or when they were operating in San Francisco or in Utopia, you know, Genosha is not real. 
or it is. It, it, what do you mean? All right, these sorry, things? sorry, sorry, like, sorry. I don't know what you're saying. Okay, so we have the the our Hellfire Court. The court. Hellfire Trading Company Court, and they're talking about the previous galas, which we get a little taste of at the end of the issue. I'm interested to to know if we're ever gonna you know really see what these fireworks are, right? Because the fireworks are referenced a bunch, and then later on the mutants quote-unquote see the fireworks but right. we don't see what it is and it's you know life-changing yeah. so like a telepathic experience and right on this you know second page emma says you didn't miss anything tonight's the one that will have all the fireworks and so i don't know if that's speaking specifically to fireworks like boom pow like baby or like or fireworks or like yeah yeah or like light it up so the peeps are arriving they're coming by boat, by plane, by spaceship, by Krakoan Gate. By Krakoan Gate. And X-Force is stationed as the security, which I think is kind of, it makes sense and gives us a lead into the next issue. It all just slowly builds this world. And it's, this is, this is unique, I find. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really interesting. I don't think something like this has happened before, where it's like different angles of one location. It's cool. I got to say, you know, I've been hearing... The Fantastic Four getting a lot of flack for showing up just in their Fantastic Four costumes. But why are we not giving flack to the Avengers? The entire Avengers or Doctor Doom. Well, I mean, Doctor Doom looks great just as Doctor Doom. (laughs) But they didn't, none of them dressed up. Yeah. All of them are in their regular clothes. Speaking of the Avengers, Captain America, he just looks like a confused senior citizen walking through this scary techno gate like, uh, hello, knock, knock. Knock, knock. So as Cap comes in, hello, X-Men. Technically, we're not all X-Men. And and Emma cuts him off. You know, this is part of the conversation that we're having right now in the world is that we're about to get our first X-Men team. We've not had X-Men. And that's specifically a point that gets furthered after Ten of Swords. Not all tissues are Kleenex. Sure. (laughs) Not all mutants are X-Men. Just because we roll with Xavier. These are the kind of analogies you're going to get when my brain is so full. There you go. So, yeah, Emma's very much on the front of keep up your appearances. This is a party with strategy. Mm. You know what we're doing here. Don't undermine me. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm here and I'm running the show. And we're getting our guests, right? So we have two pages. The next two pages really are just arrivals. Fantastic Four, you got Iron Man, kind of his little spat with Quentin Choir. And I think it's interesting that you have this first page that are heroes who don't really seem to trust Krakoa or are kind of questionable about some things, right? Mm-hmm. So you have, you have the Fantastic Four that had their previous encounter with their Xavier. Tiff. Yeah. And even Iron Man, very upfront about the fact that he doesn't trust you. You're not getting inside. Not getting in my head. Nope. I'm not going through your gates. Nope, I don't I'm not trust wearing any of my it. flower. And then on the second page, you get more, I don't know if I'd call them all villains because you got Doctor Strange there, but Doctor Doom, you have basically the contingent of angry ambassadors against Krakoa, <laughs> right? So that's the prime minister Is from- Is that their group title? It should be. It could be. Angry ambassadors against Krakoa. Ack. <laughs> It's perfect. That's great. Ack. Ah. They're the bad guys. And I think it's just great. And it, it does call out the fact that they arrive together. So these are really the ones that we've seen. That's the British prime minister who has been starting some stuff in Excalibur who had 
been in communication with Cullen Bloodstone mm-hmm. and the, the Warwolves issues. That's the Russian ambassador who'd been there all the way back in House of X number one, technically. Yeah, when- but there's also but it's been lots of shady Russian business. Indeed. Indeed. And then I believe that that's Donald Pierce representing Madripoor. Donald Pierce. And then yeah. the the guy from AIM. Yeah. The guy, <laughs> the guy from AIM from the world. Hey, mutants. Hey, mutants. I'm not dead. I'm here. I made it. And, and Doctor, Doctor Strange. He just fits it. He, you know, I'm, I'm finally, I'm underdressed. Yes. All right. So this this page. What do you think Reed is saying to Xavier here? Because I, I, it has to be a follow-up to the X-Men Fantastic Four series, which there, there's a couple of like quick notes from that you know you have the thing about doom and how he's treated mutants inside his borders and you have the thing about this like lean in whisper so i could say this to your face and we haven't really had any follow-up of that miniseries since then i just feel like he's he's like we're done after this i'm here for show i'm not here for you i'm here for franklin he wanted to come here the kids wanted to come like i don't know i just feel like the way that he looks like so PO'd and the way like Xavier has a little merp face on once he walks away. It's like it wasn't something nice. No, it definitely wasn't something nice. Well, so and, you know, at the end of that miniseries, the way he leaves it, Xavier is saying, I'm going to wipe the intelligence from you of having built this and yeah, how so to build this. you can't do it again. So you can't build it again. And I just feel like he's like, I, I remember or, or like I wrote it down or something. Yeah. Like I figured it out. Yeah. It came back. I did. I made it again. Yeah, don't step on me. Step on. Back up, Back bro. up. And then just this shade line where he's just like, it's always nice to see our human friends, especially you, Franklin. Like, salt human in the friend. wound. Yeah, come on. You're not a mutant. Just messed up. And, you know, Kate and Franklin hanging out, being friends. Being friends. Uh, Beast on the next page freaking out. Emma going off script. I'm so I'm so oh. done with Beast. Like I know. every moment he's just more <laughs> the worst. Like honestly, when I saw this, I was like, really, Beast? You really didn't think there was gonna be a new there wasn't gonna be one next year? Yeah, but then 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 you read X Force and you're like, Oh my god, Beast really is the worst. Why well, yeah, yeah. He is the worst. But this telephonic concert is kinda cool. Yeah. I mean it's interesting that <laughs> they're all like pantomime playing the instrument also like that's a that's a step further than i would have expected they take it but you know what do i know about telepathic concerts not much you see jordan d white in the panels playing along so that's the senior editor of the x-men line as he's enjoying the krakoan festivities (laughs) that's awesome there's a handful of cameos we've seen uh Patton oswald i believe was coming through and there's that list of who else was going to be here. I've noticed a handful of others in this issue specifically. I've tried to notice. Like I've looked and I've been like, that's a human that looks vaguely familiar to me, but I can't <laughs> place them. So the concert ends. This guy, this white bearded guy, he's the British one. Yep. He's not into it. No. He didn't like it. He says, that was a cheap stunt. Ruben, I believe his name is. Ruben. And that's Dolores in the wheelchair. Dolores. And then these fools over here playing playing dice. This is silly. And, this is just and the silly. thing is so upset. It's He's gambling so time. Upset. How could you play without me? And then this How could you throw bones without me? 
then we get then we get this saucy little exchange. Generation X's is what I called this little. Uh, <laughs> not that they were X's, but they were partners in leading the Generation X team, right? Emma mm. and Banshee. Oh yeah, White Queen and, and Banshee. That. Yeah, at the Phalanx Covenant. So you haven't read Generation X, but you read the first issue, and then it continues that they are kind of co-leading this team and uh, educating these mutants and. This, this might be probably one of the first times that they're really communicating on panel since. Well. Do you know who these two are? No. They basically did the entire Silicon Valley season one soundtrack. Run the Jewels? Yeah. So that's, that's Run the Jewels? Yeah. That's Get kill, it. That's Killer Mike and LP. That's awesome. And just the fact that they're like calling out that they're about to throw hands and there's going to be some elder abuse. I think that that's hilarious. Elder abuse. Are they talking about Captain America? They are talking about old man Cap. Because he's old. But Emma steps in. She's she like, does. No, no fighting at my party, boys. Yeah. And just this unpleasant reaction to being called man as though yeah. it's less than. Less than. And I feel like just Doom is ready to stir up some stuff. Doom really doesn't want to be there, clearly. No. I mean, he's the one that should be throwing a fancy party that people would love to go to. And you should be coming to Latveria. I'm sorry, Doom. You didn't throw a party, man. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Emma did it first. <laughs> and then the, I <laughs> I was dead, dead, dead. The she are. So Emma's like, Victor, mutants are here. We're not going anywhere. You acted as though we've announced that we've conquered Earth. Emma Frost, on behalf of the Shi'ar Empire, we would like to congratulate Mutantum on conquering your home planet. Just Emma's face like, oh, come on. Really? Perfect What timing. is the timing of that? Come on. That's not what we did. That's not what we did. We didn't do that. Dr. Doom doesn't want to hear it. And, you know, there's a lot of points throughout this. And I think we'll see it unfold as we continue to go. But they're teased and we don't know exactly what's going to happen. Right. So this whole delivery of a present that she can't remember at all. This is one of those things that I feel like we'll figure out how this unfolds. How is she not? Right. Like, how does Emma not remember? Right. And we don't find out what was delivered until X-Force. But they are logic crystals, logic diamonds. Diamonds, darling. From the Shi'ar, which do you remember what those do? No. (laughs) (laughs) Those house the memories, the backed up mental memories. Ironic. Of a person, of a mutant. So that's how they're storing it. So when when Forge is building all the Cerebro copies, the the new, and he's saying, I'm going to need crazy amounts of space and number of backups. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Logic diamonds. Oh, Interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So what? It's just I feel like it's all kind of got to be a clue, right? You know. Yeah, of course it is. And then these ambassadors are doing shady business, and the Shaw family is trying, trying to warn to warn Emma. Hey, you know, she's tr- like tut tut tut. They're trying to be good guys. Not tonight. Our enemies coming together is us coming together, or something, something like that. Rising tide lifts all boats. That's what she says. And again, intrigue on the next page of this Wilhelmina versus the five and one. And yeah, I, what is this? I don't know. What I don't know what make they make her, her remember. remember. Yeah. Oh, so do you know who? What? Do you know who these? This is Hellfire Babies. Yes, that's exactly what I wrote down. Hellfire Babies, like Muppet Babies. Like Muppet Babies, but the Hellfire Club. Yes. But they are Verendi. You know the, yes. the group that is in Madripoor. Hellfire Babies. So we'll find out. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. And then 
The party continues. Emma thinks, maybe I got a shot with Cap. And then she's like, oh, no, I remind him of his mother. <laughs> he drinks milk. He drinks milk. That story, ha- that line has a personal, hits me personally. Because a friend of mine, one time I was on a Zoom and she said, are you drinking milk? And I was like, yeah. And she said, I didn't know adults drink milk. Sometimes. Is this weird? <laughs> Do you guys think that's weird? Do you guys not drink milk? Like ever with your dinner? Like with some cookies? Hot or pizza? Maybe you just want milk. I don't know. <laughs> Got milk was a thing for a while. I didn't know milk was so undrinkable. But apparently it makes you old. Would you see Conan O'Brien? Yes. You see Seth Meyers? Yes. And then I see a bunch of other humans who I'm like, am I supposed to know who these people are? Megan Rapinoe? The, the pink hair? soccer player? I believe so, yeah. 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 Cool. Cool. More angry, Shaw. We get our welcome page. We get our welcome page and then we jump. And that, Yeah. And then I was like, I had to flip backwards and I was like, did I... Did I, did I miss something? Did I skip did a... Did I read a bunch and it just fell right out of my brain? Did I miss a planet-sized announcement? Because I feel like that's the issue that comes between these pages. Oh, interesting. So you want to talk about a singular writer that has multiple issues. Jerry wrote this, and he'll also be writing Planet-Sized X-Men. And he also introduced the idea of the gal. I was reading an interview with him a couple weeks ago. He had this idea back in the fall of 2019, because he had already been in the conversation. He knew Hickman was coming with this idea. And so he had kind of, what if this could, what if this could come up in, in later on? I think the the notes that he said was X-Men Buccaneers was the original title of Marauders, <laughs> knowing that that wasn't actually going to be. X-Men Buccaneers. But we get the aftermath of this announcement and it's just. Everybody's leaving. They look like their heads hurt. They look upset. Except for this one chick is telling Emma, good work. Yeah. And then Cyclops and Captain America just like, what'd you think? I don't know. Something. It, it's just very hard to read. It You know, everybody's unsettled. None of them are looking happy except for the one chick from Brazil. You will galvanize humanity in a way it never was to confront the threat posed by mutant kind. Just shock. Doctor Strange needs some time to gather his Yeah, thoughts. it's just so ominous. It's so like unsettled. And then it ends. And then it ends. What, what, let's Before we get into, if we want to talk about the, the OG Hellfire Gala, what did you think of this issue? I thought it did a good job of like setting the scene of the gala. It was very, it was just very much like a skeleton of like, this is what, you know, the next 12 issues are going to play into. There were hints at some things that were like, ooh, what is this going to be? Mm-hmm. But overall, it just felt like just the start. Just a little taste. Just a taste. Appetizer. Yeah, I, it, exactly that. I felt like it was an outline. You know, it was a big picture intro to set up intrigue and seeds to play with throughout the event. It's and this is kind of I've been open minded about what this is going to be because I don't know. I've never read a comic Nobody book knows. about a gala. And I don't think anybody really has other than, you know, this backup issue story. Mm-hmm. It's not what I'd expect from and a this comic. Backup issue story is not even about a gala. Right. No, it's not. It just takes place at a gala, (laughs) which I feel like big picture is going to be this event is that it takes place at a gala, but there's things other than a gala happening. Yes, I would agree. Which is ideal. But I enjoyed it. I love the art by Matteo Lali. I think he really nails a lot of the expressions and the just interrelations between the characters. I've really liked Jerry's writing throughout Marauders. It's been witty, fun, and, and very character driven. 
I agree with all of this. I have a lot of big questions, though. Yeah. Doom, like he's up to something. The Clearly. Logic Diamonds, we talked about that. What's up with that? The Ambassadors and what they're doing. Well, that the could be like the Ambassadors are have just they're always up to shady business. They're, they're always up to around, shady business. They're doing something shady. But like even the the Russian ambassador was unsettled. She's the only one of the three that we see after the fact, and she's like Bojima, which is that's a that's a Colossus tagline. Alert the central column that I'm coming in. Uh oh. Just what what this what do you think the announcement was? I don't know. I I don't know. I can't make thoughts. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about this original gala. Let me tell you what happens. Okay, this gala is a party, and then Emma's somewhere else, and no sentinel attacks, and this guy tricked them, and Shaw's not happy, and then. He gets mad and kicks the guy out of his club. Yeah. Boom. Recap. (laughs) I thought it was interesting, this idea that parallels mutants usurping the power of overconfident humans. Yes. Very eloquently put, Justin. (laughs) So you have this, this leader of the Hellfire Club who thinks he's in charge, but Shaw turns the tables. And... I just feel like tables will continue to turn. The tables are turning. Lord Chantel is referenced in this issue, and she was referenced in the last issue of Marauders, and she's on the cover of the next issue. Well, she's dead in this issue, so maybe she's going to be resurrected. Well, so that in the last issue of Marauders, they're talking about how she died before all of this. So, like, this technically, and this was a, a conversation back and forth. Like, I think it's because she died before mutants were being backed up before the upgrades to Cerebro were brought online. Oh, no. But they seem to think there was teased that there could be a different way to bring her back. Oh, no. X-Force. X-Force number 20. X-Force, X-Force. Let's get it. We got Kid Omega. He's a doorman. Beast. Butt face. Beast. I hate him now. I'm done with him. I'm out on Beast. All right, but you hate Beast. I but love like, to hate him. You know, yeah, it's like, exactly. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote it in a in the Hellions. I feel like Sinister does a lot of the things that Beast is doing, but I'm here for it from Sinister. Like Sinister's got the whole god complex that Beast is giving off. Sinister thinks he's in charge and running the show, but I'm here for it because he's fun and and I mean, crazy. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Sinister's not hiding what he's doing. No. Beast is hiding what he's and doing. And he, he excuses it. And he constantly is like, I'm doing the right thing. And then it backfires. I'm in charge. And it's wrong. Where Sinister's like, this is what I'm doing. I'm putting it out the open. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm saying it's what I want. Yeah. Because I'm Sinister. That's the difference, I think, among other things. Page turn noise. X-Force. <laughs> Jumping in. We get a recap. Or kind of, yeah. Of a scene. Which I thought was interesting at first, but then the fact that they build out on it. So, well, so at first, uh, I was reading it and I was like, hold up. Did I pick up the same comic? No. Just because, you know, I know we've had the conversation that it's not a continuous timeline from book to book, blah, blah, blah. You know, it jumps around a little. It's just living in the same world. But I literally recalled how in Marauders, 
Kid Omega makes a big deal about Iron Man not wearing his flower. And he's like, that's how we know, like, that you're allowed in here, whatever. And then Iron Man shows up without a flower. And I was like, is this a second Iron Man? Is this an Iron Man (laughs) imposter? And then literally it's word for word the same dialogue. So I was like, all right, no. Which I liked because it is different art. It is just a couple of paragraphs of dialogue that are word for word. Mm -hmm. It places it in the same line of events. And we also get our first actual time marker. Yes. I like the time markers. And I do think that there will probably be a handful of scenarios like this from book to book where they show you when things are happening, you know, that has happened again or how. But I I'm I am interested in I would almost prefer if it was like the same scene, but from another perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, like if obviously like this is not an Iron Man comic, but let's just say that Kid Omega and Iron Man were two mutants, right? That in one comic, it's told kind of more from Kid Omega's perspective than the other. It's from Iron Man's or it's like a conversation that's overheard in one Mm -hmm. issue, but then it's directly part of the conversation in another issue. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. But but I do think that these kind of things are going to be like little anchor points in the same way of like, what what is it? Like a Wes Anderson movie mm-hmm. where like you kind of revisit the same things, but you're seeing them from different people's perspectives. So it's like, you know where it sits in the overall, in the overall timeline of things or the overall story. Yeah. I just felt like this was a nice loose connector coming out of the first issue, going into the second issue. And showing this is how that conversation furthered a little bit more. Because we were only like high level looking at things in Marauders. Yes. Summary, Tony Stark is angry. And we find out. We find out what what happened. Or we find out what the gift is. This box of logic diamonds. Logic diamonds. And then Wolverine is still on that little dock. He's dreaming about the bar. Dominoes escorting some ambassadors who have lost their way or are they secretly convening in the hall? Yeah, just this intrigue and creepy look on the Terra Verde ambassadors on that page. And and I was like, wait, isn't that place destroyed? But yeah, you find out, well, it was kind of left open ended, right? So Sage, Jean Grey and Black Tom kind of took over. Jean Grey, Jean Grey, Jean Grey. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they took over. They took over. And Beast is really condescending here. I just, you hate him in this. And I do too. And I'm just more excited for him to get what's coming because it's coming. And we find out a little bit more later on. Yeah. Well, he's, he's all like, I know what I'm doing here. Trust me, I know exactly what I'm doing. Hmm. Yeah, do you, though, Beast? We get more of a quieter conversation between Sage and Domino, just them Poor relating Sage. to each other. I know. I feel She's bad for her. She's trapped in the control room. Like, why is she even bother getting dressed up? Because? I mean, she looks fly as hell. Yeah, I'm just saying I would be pissed if I got all dressed up and nowhere, then no one got to, go. to see my outfit. Yeah, maybe they will when things go down. Maybe, yeah. And then, you know, there's this awesome page with, all the peeps at the party and Domino's like, you're not missing anything. Joshua Cassara always nails these big open everybody in the room shots. This He's the same 
artists that did the the Green Lagoon big open shot that you that we were kind of obsessing over mm-hmm. the the same artist that did the Xavier's been shot and everybody's reacting shot in X-Force number two. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you see anything interesting in this picture? I mean, my Doctor Strange and Doctor Doom, I'm not sure what they're doing. Are they making his drink go through a time portal? It looks like he's refilling his drink. Yeah, like he does for Thor in the yeah. movies. And then like, I don't know, there's a DJ. Forearm. Forearms with a DJ. I don't know what Sinister's doing up on that balcony, but he's probably got, keeps flanking him. Yeah, probably planning something. Probably. Mystique just looks like she is plotting something. She just looks so angry, not talking to anybody. She's just standing there. Just standing there waiting for everything to burn down. Same as, is that She-Hulk? Yep. She's just standing there too. Colossus and his lady love, I don't know who she is. Kayla, I think is her name. That pink girl on the farm. Looks like Black Panther is watching Aurora go up the stairs. Oh, yeah, he is. He's even got a little help to head tilt. Like, oh, yeah. damn. <laughs> okay, moving on. Page turning. We got our we got our title page. Invite, Invite only. only. Our creative team, Benjamin Percy as the writer, Joshua Cassara as the artist, Guru FX as the color artist, VCs Joe Caramunga as the letterer, Tom Muller on design and our editorial team. Oh yeah. The secret the secret garden is the name of this issue. Yeah, because the secret garden is the doobity doobities traveling <laughs> through the people. Little slime monsters. Little techno organic. What are you up sneakies. to, beast? Yeah, but the thing is, he's not up to anything. Like he's up to it, but then they're up to it with his up to it. They've been hacked. Yeah, but I don't think they hacked themselves. I feel like someone else. Like, do you, you think someone from Terra Verde? I think, yeah. He he put that thing thinking this is going to be how I have my eyes on everybody. On the whole world. And then it backfired on him. Oh, yeah. And I just don't know if it was the Terra Verdeans themselves that backfired. I think them. it's like the Terra Verdean technology. Like, isn't that already in existence? Wasn't that the whole problem in the first place that it yep. had a mind of its own? Mm-hmm. So I think he just doesn't know what he's doing and he thinks he knows what he's doing, but he's a big dumb dummy. It's his overconfidence for sure. And then Emma, the way that, you know, these peeps, they're all just having their conversations. And then Emma is shooting daggers, shooting diamonds. She knows something is up. And then you get the close up of the little squigglies. I I love this image of Beast. I I just love how evil he looks in that shot. Super evil. And on that page before, I just feel like Xavier's realizing that he gave Beast maybe a little too much free range and he doesn't know exactly what he's up to. And maybe he should. Maybe Emma's calling him out that he should because he's getting yeah. sloppy at the bar. My God. Yeah. Well, Beast just going crazy. Sage is down there doing her thing and Emma is on a mission. She's coming for you. And even this data page. Oh, this data page. Beast argument. This should just... Cross us out and write, Beast is arrogant. Yeah, peak narcissism. Metaphorically calling himself a god and that he knows what is best for everyone. That And and to play off the word balloon of a couple panels before, yes, that was the plan, but we're not doing anything wrong. Our goal is ultimately altruistic. You know, we're going beyond the initial ideas of surveilling the countries near Terra Verde to surveilling anything we can yeah every embassy avengers mountain get out of here and then uh uh-oh party crashers wolverine on the dock near the water on the rocks 
Who's here to crash your party? Deadpool. Deadpool. With a ducky float and some flamingo floaties. And a harpoon gun. And he basically just is upset that they didn't invite him to the party, so he shoots Wolverine in the face. We got our second time marker, 931. <laughs> 931. Honestly, the, I love this line of... How about you and me work up a data page about how we fit together? Yes. I was <laughs> like that. classic fourth wall break. Yeah. Oh, God. That's so Deadpool. And we have oh this this Emma behind oh Sage. Oh, my God. Yes. Sneaking up. Is something wrong, darling? Emma's in Sage's face. Just, oh, what? And Emma looks, I'm sorry, with that green light, like Emma looks so creepy right and, there. And other than this issue we haven't seen her in this look in diamond form normally she's in her human skin when she's in this look so i just feel like she's in her transition to the 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 final yeah look but she's putting her guard up yeah well because something's up but we'll find out in a second because first domino has to stomp on deadpool after he shoots wolverine in the face (laughs) no holds barred shoots him in the face and then she's just like is there is there a ball pit at this party (laughs) <laughs> or a curly slide or stripper poles. Will we dance the Macarena? What kind of finger food are they? And then you smooshed. And then I'll light you on fire. Don't worry. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. He says Merle, which I looked up. Uh, it's a cry feebly or whimper. But to actually say it out loud. like Mew. 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 Sorry, Deadpool. And then. And then. This is how Emma calls you out. The way that she just like. The art on this page in particular, this like the two of them standing facing each other. Yeah. And then, you know, you have this like angle, these angled images and this close up of Emma's eye as Sage is taking a drink. Cheers to you and cheers to your colonial rule of Terra Verde. And then she just spits out her drink. I just I feel like that is how Emma calls people out. She's calm and has all the power in the room and she's just acknowledging the weight of what's happening and in like, her party. How do you think you're going to keep this from people? Right. Like how do you think? Beast? Beast. And yeah. I can't I'm sorry like I know I, I know there's a whole chunk of X-Force that I haven't read yet, but Beast just gets worse. But Sage. Yeah, right. Sage, how dare you? Your computer brain. Come like, on, Sage. You notice, man. You should be better than this. I feel like you should not be on Beast's side. You should not be helping him with this. Disappointed. There oh, is- and I love the way on the next page she just holds her chin yeah (laughs) that's a threat that's a threat in action tisking you uh if you're trying to negotiate know that it's beast who will answer to the quiet council which is the promise we've all been waiting for and the cliffhanger that we're left on on the last page of this eruption into terra verdin and then we've been hacked dun 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 i really liked reading these in succession uh, I just feel like it, it gave you a different picture in this larger world. Uh, this just helped, especially with that short little bit of connector. Mm-hmm. This helped me feel like, okay, that was the big picture. Here's a smaller picture. Yeah, well, it's like when you're you're at a party and you see the party, you enter and you see the party from afar. You see everything that's going on. And then these other issues are like, this is what's going on with this friend group. And this is what's going on with this friend group. And the benefit of... So we talked about Jerry is having Marauders and Planet Size X-Men and being a little bit involved in the overall. And Ben Percy has Wolverine is going to basically continue 
some of this platform. It even says on the, the last page, continued in Wolverine. And now, the final issue of the first three issues of the Hellfire Gala, Hellions. Hellions. I love Hellions. I think I've tried to not overstate it as you've been reading through. I just love the humor. I love the ridiculous antics of these people. I I didn't know well a lot of these characters beforehand. Mm-hmm. Nanny and Orphan Maker, uh, Grey Crow. Nanny, I don't know about Nanny, Nanny. is ridiculous. Wild Child. I like Wild Child. Kanan, I, I love Kanan now. Yes, into it. Havoc, I didn't know much about Havoc and his darkness. Yeah, well, and he also, he constantly questions why he's on this team. Yes, but this cover... Wild Child swinging from the chandelier. I just hear Sia in my head. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's something. It's it, it just there's so much going on in this cover. And our third and final a page turn noise of the episode. You're on a high with page turn noises. Look at you. You're aye, out of control. Aye, aye, aye. Okay. So Sinister, he's here. He's talking about his look. And then... He's like, sorry, y'all, you're not coming. And I was like, wait a second. Not all the mutants of Krakoa were allowed to go to the Hellfire Gala? No. Not even the ones that are on teams? No. (laughs) That's so messed up. Which is odd. Like, I don't know where the cutoff was, right? Because you had, I had mentioned the end of Way of X2. There's a bunch of people outside of a gate. And it looks like they're all going because they're all dressed up. But I feel like there is some call attention well, they flat out say, "Yeah, the, the, you, you murdered, murdered a lot of people." Of people. <laughs> this is where I was like, uh, "Sinister's a jerk in all the best ways. He's pompous and conceited. He's got the same god complex that made me think of Beast, but I just like it more on Sinister. I, I'm okay with it here because he is who he is. Yeah, he's not trying to be the grand hero that Beast tries to be. No, no. And we got our, our time marker of seven twenty nine. This is." The earliest we've seen of the party so far. Mm-hmm. So they're all getting ready to go. Yeah, not all of them are invited. Only Sinister, Havoc, and Kanan. Sorry, the rest of you. And then Psylocke. Y'all need to train because if we have to work tonight, so do you. So yeah. this is work for Psylocke. Okay? Oh, this yeah. It's not fun. No, she's not going to there to party. Some some unrequited love between Ooh, the two nice of them. nice dress. You look, anyone else need a drink? And then... VIP only losers hurt my heart. <laughs> Gate crashing. And hit me with that creative team for this issue. Zeb Wells as the writer, Steven Segovia as the artist, David Curiel as the color artist, VC's Ariana Maher as the letterer, Tom Muller and the editorial team. Ee-ee. Here we are. We're at the gala. But not you guys. You guys are drinking in your little Hellions hub. Yeah, so 10.33. This drinking is, it up. This is after Deadpool and Wolverine have been fighting. They, Likely also after Terra Verde's ambassador has had an effect. Look at you with your little timeline. I did start tracking the oh, timeline. Snap. I figured you would as well, so I'm I'm glad that you didn't. I picked that I, up. I mean... Now we can both do it. I would have had I had the brain space. <laughs> <laughs> To even consider that as an option. But you know that's coming for sure. So they're like, yeah, we're drunk. Let's go party crash. Grey Crow's not having any of it. Well, the rest of the team's up up for the party crashing. Sinister's line to Cap and Iron Man here at the party. Inside the gala, 
Uh, so which one is Captain America and which one is Iron Man? I'm sorry, I don't own a TV. <laughs> Come on, Sinister. And I believe, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, I believe this is Zeb Wells and his wife Heidi Gardner talking to Danny right here on the bottom of that first panel on the page. Oh, that's cool. And this line about, sorry, Danny, I didn't recognize you without your powers. <laughs> Zeb Wells wrote New Mutants when Danny was depowered. <laughs> Like <laughs> writing himself in with an in-world joke jerry dugan and mateo lolly were in marauders too i didn't that's point awesome. that out but i did see that earlier on that's awesome and then Kanan, betsy i mean that that's growth right there they've actually they said each other's each names other. well later we you know talk they talk about how they have an understanding now yeah you haven't read it yet but they go through some great understanding well i read what they said in here so i got the gist <laughs> You know, Havoc, you got to let it go, man. No, he's not going to. He's not going to let it go. He wants to know, where is Maddie? Maddie? Why didn't you bring her back? She's more than just a clone. And he's really upset about it. And then Drunk Nightcrawler shows up. Drunk Nightcrawler. He is drunk, my friends. Yeah. Well, the Hellions, you've made it. I actually think about you guys a lot. (laughs) Drunk Nightcrawler is my new favorite. And Drunk Nanny does not give a what what about ousting Sinister for the terrible human no, that he is just yeah. in front of everybody. And this is why they're not invited. Yeah. Because this is supposed to be a put on your smiling face. Krakoa is amazing. Represent Look mutantdom in the best way. Go party not a let's air our dirty laundry and have our secrets exposed. But also like Sinister talking to Black Panther and Thor. Oh, yeah. King, a god. I'm basically those things, too. <laughs> Get out of here. That's just sinister. He's just sinister being amazing. Got John crashing the party with Conan as she vouches for him to Quentin and Nurse Ratchet. I know who Nurse Ratchet is, but I don't know who Phoebe is. Phoebe is one of the cuckoos. Oh, okay. Nurse Ratchet is... In one flew of the cuckoo's, cuckoo's nest, nest, the yes. nurse, the yes, I know who it is. Yeah, I said that. I didn't need you to explain that to me. Okay, cuckoo. Anyway, but why would he? Why? So is Phoebe's dress different from everyone else's? Uh, Phoebe might be the one in black. No, I thought that was Esme. Maybe I thought Esme was like the head cuckoo. Well, Nurse Ratchet definitely wears white. So, but anyway, that comes back later. And Wild Child, he gets his little heart broken. Yeah. And that's kind of sad. Yeah, it's it's really awkward for them. And, uh, you know, it, it gets very dangerous later on. Yeah. Later. We have a little inside scoop of what the cuckoos are talking about, which is really nothing important. They're just gossiping. Uh, what's they're a sick. hearse ratchet? <laughs> I think that that's funny that they're mishearing telepathy. Well, because he is also right, so he's got some more defenses up. Yeah, ha ha ha, and then again, again, a follow up, and Magneto, Magneto calls him out. Magneto sells him dirty on this, like, oh, what? Yeah, he lacked the courage to come out and say it, but Havoc was arguing for the resurrection of Madeline Pryor, his ex, I believe. Oh, that's not really the the point. It's more about you know clarity on the situation. He's just trying to make you squirm, Alex. Bad habit of his. Like Alex and Lorna. Yeah, I know. Big time, right? Magneto. Don't mess with my daughter. 
Yeah, exactly. He's not very happy about the fact that they're going off together, though. No. It just seems like there's a lot of discomfort between former romances. You have Aurora and Wildchild. You have Lorna and Alex. You have what could potentially be happening between Grey Crown and Psylocke. The juices are flowing. Juices the are dranks. flowing. The dranks are happening. Things get crazy when the dranks are flowing. Yeah, and Kyle is like going off. He's very upset. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go get her. That's not wise. I don't know what's really happening here except for Sinister's just trying to basically... One, is that Exodus? Like one up Exodus's outfit? Well, they're always they're always kind of going tit for tat on epaulets and outfits and trying to one up each other. And Exodus is like, oh, I just I was only concerned that you'd lost your friend as Nanny is getting wasted yeah. behind him by just dumping drinks on top of herself. Apparently, that's how she gets drunk. <laughs> <laughs> just pouring it in. This pep talk from John to Wildchild. Go get her. Roar. Roar. Yeah. This is cool because like, I mean, Grey Crow is a murderer. He's notoriously a bad guy. That's why he's on this team. He was of the Marauders, the original Marauders that were the mutant massacre killers. Mm -hmm. He is genuinely not considered a good guy, but has experienced a lot of growth through the series. over a new leaf. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of that is anchored in his relationship with this team and through Psylocke. Friends. Yeah. He has friends now. He has friends. I, I, you know, I don't have many. I got to be kind to the ones I have. Empath is let little Pete have some some libations, some some so mental I'm effects. confused about, is this kid, a, is he a child? <laughs> kind of, yeah. And that's why he has a nanny? Yep. And she's his nanny. Yes. And then she nannies all the people that she tries to. He orphans. Yes. Also. Yes. Yeah, okay. We'll have to do we'll have to do a dive back into them because they're apparently sticking around for a while and I'm loving it. Okay. And we're back we're with back. Lorna and Havoc. When uh when Orphan Maker comes up behind Alex, You're so funny, Alex. Say something funny. You're making me deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> deeply uncomfortable. Awesome. I love bananas. He's just he's lost it. He's not he's not drunk. He's just been given the effects. And yeah, wasted Nightcrawler philosophizing on top of Nanny's egg. Seems like Alex lost his faith in the council. He's not having it. And then, oh no. Throw down. Oh no. Yeah. She's kissing someone else. You challenge me. Yeah. No, I no, didn't challenge no, you. No, been... just, I'm just, this is my girlfriend. Yeah, we've Leave been dating. Alone. We've been doing stuff in X Factor. You're not there. So You're I guess we're going to fight. I guess we're going to fight now. Wrestle time? It's the, it's the it's the seemingly whispered wrestle time. And this again is why you were not invited. Like where's Emma? Why isn't she pissed yet? Yeah. She's clearly off doing something more important. Yeah, like let's check the timeline. She's probably already talked to Sage. So Yeah. That was about an hour ago. Maybe even more. So this fight continues. Everybody's getting in on it. Uh, Everybody. Ooh. I love I love when Magneto just says magic and she's like, yep, one sec. As she's still chugging her drink like magic. Can you uh, get in on this? Can you take care of this for us? But before that, when Nanny cracks the glass on the side of the table, ready to shank Sinister, (laughs) judgment day. And then this this exchange between empath, cat's eye and roulette 
I don't know if you remember this from issue one of Hellions when he made them try to murder each other. And that's what he references. Hey, I haven't seen you two since I made you try to kill each other. And then they kick the crap out of him. Yeah, well, as they should. Yeah. And Polaris and Havoc just walk away. Yep. Not my problem. Not my problem. I love the idea that Magneto and Magic, or at least Magic is the bouncer. You know? Yeah. Demon bouncer. And then we get another cuckoo conversation. Yeah. Oh, when they're talking about Sinister's type. Isn't it just like, what do you think all that cloning is about? Sophie, it's what I heard. And Phoebe, I'm changing. Yeah, because she heard Nurse Ratchet. She used to change her outfit. And then we get a little bit of aftermath. You know, we get the Hellions going back after they've been kicked out. But then the fireworks start and they can see them with their Psylocke enabled brain powers. Yeah. But we don't see them. We don't see it. You got to be kidding me. So what is what do we got to be kidding you about? What is it? We, we I mean, especially with a reaction like that. We've got to see it. We've got to see it at some point. Now, what's going on here in the end with Sinister? So there's a couple of clues on this that you're not going to get because this is coming out of Ten of Swords. Okay. And so in Ten of Swords, he and the Hellions go on kind of a a mission that something bad happens to him and he gets pulled apart by this guy. I was going to say, what does he look like? He's been sewn back together. He does. And I just, I don't know if he's fully in control of himself. Yeah, I was like, he seems like he's not sinister, but he's someone else because he's saying it's good to be home. But like, bro, you've been here this, the whole time. Well, so no, this is this is definitely not the same sinister. So he has, and you wouldn't recognize this, but this is the essentially the cape that he fashions himself during Ten of Swords. So the sinister that we've been with is a different sinister. This is one that got pulled apart by Tarn the Uncaring from the Locust Vile, and I think maybe influenced by Tarn. Whoa. Drama at the Hellfire Gala. But you'll know about more of that after you read Ten of Swords when we come back next week. Yeah. What do you think of this issue? It's good. I mean, I feel bad for the Hellions, but I understand why they weren't invited because they're messing up the whole party. This was my favorite of the three, if I had to pick. I don't know. I don't know which one was my favorite. I just felt like this was on brand for the Hellions and it had just a lot of heart and humor and action and just ridiculousness and a lot of good character moments. Well, if these three issues are any indication of the uptick, then I feel like it's just going to keep getting crazier and crazier. Especially as they unveil what further happens. What do we got next week? I don't know. Where does it say that? In the back. We got Excalibur, number 21. X-Men, number 21. Children of the Atom, number four. On right? June 9th. They come out. Yep. Children of the Atom technically isn't a part of the 12-issue event. It's just taking place in tandem too and i think they might reference the fact that they're trying to go there's a whole thing going on with those children of the atom that you don't know anything about because you haven't read any of them yet yeah next week next week when you have read all four issues next week after i read 64 more issues you're excited i'm excited i am i am just reserved currently yes reserving my excitement Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm Overall, I think the gala is off to a great start. Excited to 
learn more as I continue to read what I've missed and the new issues come out. And, you know, I like being involved. I like being in the know. I like knowing what's up. Yeah. No, I, I really liked having a reason to dive deep on the current issues mm-hmm. and read through them and kind of gather my thoughts and, and really, especially with an event that's kind of building out this bigger picture, this is probably the more interconnected that this has been as a story because they're all working together on this one timeline of an, of an event. Like they have to have a timeline in the X office, right? They have to have like markers. These are the things that are happening. You have, you have the... Listen, if you don't have a timeline for this event, shame, shame. They have their... Name. They have their... Well, they have their order of events yep. for the event itself. They have to have a timeline. Yeah. There's definitely a timeline. Right. Let's see it. Show me the timeline. We've seen the telepathic concert. Yep. We've seen some celebration and dancing. Some. We've seen the aftermath of the closing remarks. And we know of the fireworks display, but we have not seen them yet. What do you what are you most excited to see? The whatever You want the Emma's goods remarks. You want the goods. You What's want, she remarking about? You want the big reveal. And the fireworks. And the fireworks. And the X-Men. I want to see how that's uh, that's received. I mean, I feel like everybody... I don't care. I already know who they are. Stop playing like it's a big reveal. Y'all already revealed it. I don't think they revealed it in World, though. Whatever. <laughs> they revealed it to me. <laughs> I already know. I already know. No, I mean, that'll be... I just feel like they did sort of reveal it in World because the way that we found out about it was through those little comic inserts that were conversations that were taking place at the gala. Right. So they were revealing who was the winner of the vote, but all that took place at the gala, I believe. So that all of that is happening tonight because this the month of June right. is tonight. It's tonight. Right. But I'm saying... We've seen some of the in-world interaction about it because right. we got all those little mini panels. Mm-hmm. But we got that before it actually happened. Right. What I'm saying. Yeah. But it was happening tonight. Yes. It was tonight months ago. Yes. It's tonight forever. So until tonight, old friend. Charles. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 